Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Friday, May 29th, 2020. I'm Rich Straffolino. On Thursday, U.S. President Donald Trump signed an executive order instructing the National Telecommunications and Information Administration to file a petition with the FCC to review when the liability protections in Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act apply to online platforms. The order also authorizes the Federal Trade Commission to review complaints about political bias on online platforms previously gathered by the White House. It also creates a Council of State Attorneys General to investigate allegations of political censorship and instructs federal agencies to review spending on social media advertising. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz sent a letter to the Justice and Treasury Departments calling for a criminal investigation into Twitter for violating the International Emergency Economic Powers Act by providing social media accounts to Iranians subject to international sanctions. Cruz and three other senators sent a letter to Twitter in February calling for the banning of these accounts. Twitter responded with a letter in April arguing that making a platform open as a tool of communication is broadly exempt from sanction requirements. Twitter announced that scheduled tweets are now available on the Twitter website for all users. A calendar icon in the Compose window will let a user schedule tweets up to 18 months in advance, and a list of all scheduled tweets is available in the scheduling interface. Facebook announced it will seek to verify the identity of accounts who have a pattern of inauthentic behavior on Facebook and whose posts start to rapidly go viral in the U.S. If verification fails or the user chooses not to verify, distribution of posts will be reduced. These unverified users would also be barred from posting to pages they administer until identified through the existing page publisher authorization process. Google initially rolled out its same-site cookie labeling policy with the release of Chrome 80 back in February, which blocked third-party cookies on websites. This was subsequently rolled back in April in order to not break any access to essential websites during the escalation of the COVID-19 pandemic. Google now says it will bring back the same-site cookie update on July 14th with the release of Chrome 84, which will be gradually rolled back to the Chrome 80 release. Hulu and Plex both announced new co-watching features. Hulu Watch Party launched for subscribers on the No Ads tier and allows for co-watching with up to eight people for on-demand content with integrated chat on Hulu.com. The feature doesn't require a browser extension, and each viewer can control their own playback with an option to click to catch up to resync viewing. Meanwhile, Plex's Watch Together feature launched in beta and lets users watch either Plex on-demand content or from a user's personal library. The feature syncs playback between viewers, but there's no integrated chat. The number of viewers depends on the Plex server hardware, network connection, disk speed, and streaming content. Watch Together is available on Apple TV, iOS, and Android with Roku support on the way. The feature is free while in beta, but will require a Plex Pass subscription once officially released. HP and Microsoft announced the Reverb G2, a VR headset with a resolution of 2160 by 2160 pixels per eye with a 90Hz refresh rate and 114 degree field of view. Inside-out head tracking is handled by the standard Windows Mixed Reality system, with HP adding two side cameras to supplement the standard dual front ones. Pre-orders are available now for $599, with shipping expected in the fall. Qualcomm announced the first two chip lines that support Wi-Fi 6E, designed to take advantage of the 6GHz wireless spectrum. One is designed for routers, falling under the Qualcomm Networking Pro series, and comes in four SKUs offering six Wi-Fi streams and a theoretical top speed of 5.4 gigabits per second on the low end to 16 streams and 10.8 gigabits per second on the high end. Both are now available to partners to integrate. 
The second line is designed for phones under Qualcomm's Fast Connect line and comes in two SKUs, the Fast Connect 6700 and 6900, which will have a theoretical top speed of 3 gigabits per second and 3.6 gigabits per second, respectively. These chips will be available in the second half of 2020. IDC reports that wearable shipments in Q1 increased 29.7% to 72.6 million units. This was driven by strong growth in the hearables category, aka wireless earbuds, which increased 68.3% of the year to account for almost 55% of the overall market. Smartwatches and fitness trackers saw shipments grow 16.2% of the year, with IDC noting that COVID-19 impacted the available component supply chain for this category. Among the top five wearable companies of Apple, Xiaomi, Samsung, Huawei, and Fitbit, only Fitbit saw a year-on-year decrease in shipments. NFL owners approved an extension of their exclusive deal with EA to produce football simulation games, now in effect through 2026. The exclusive deal was originally signed in 2004 and set to expire in 2021. Under the deal, EA will work with the NFL and Players Association to develop games across new genres and further expand onto mobile platforms. YouTube rolled out new video chapters to all users across desktop, phones, and tablets, letting users quickly jump to specific parts of a video. On desktop, the playback timeline will feature little black breaks to show chapter start points, with the title of the section displayed when mousing over. On phones, the app will provide haptic feedback when advancing to a new chapter in the timeline, and on tablets, video will snap plays to the start of a chapter a user selects. Creators must manually enter in time codes for the start of each chapter, and videos must have at least three timestamps that last longer than 10 seconds each to use chapters. And finally, engineers from Microsoft and Google working on the Chromium project integrated the Windows spellcheck feature into current builds of Chrome and Edge browsers. This replaces the Hunspell open source implementation and features better support for URLs, acronyms, email addresses, and an improved shared custom dictionary. Basically, all of these will not be shown as spelled incorrectly when typing them in on the browser. The spell check will be enabled when the browsers are updated or can be enabled through the flags page in browsers. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.